0: Hi there, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Coach Kelly. And I don't know about you, but I would love to just take a pause for a moment and check in with all of you. How are you doing? I just feel like something about this month has just been go, go, go. So let's take a second and take a deep breath in with the question, how am I? So take a deep breath in. How am I? And exhale with, I am present. Let's do that again. Breathe in. How am I? And exhale. I am present. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And yes, yes, we are. Let's put the we in that. Okay. So, you guys, I am so grateful you are with me because. We have such a fantastic guest who is bringing it to the podcast as we discuss the presumption of grace. I am super, super interested in this topic, and I absolutely adore this guest who is with us today. He is amazing. And so we're going to be discussing the presumption of grace, and how to stop unwittingly contributing to the bad, or y'all know as I call it, non-working behavior of others. But that's my talk, and I'm going to let him speak the way he speaks. And I just want you guys to know that my guest is so passionate about this topic, and I am absolutely thrilled he wants to bring it to all of you. So that's what we're up to today. So let me tell you, Scott Woodhill is the founder and president of Woodhill Solutions, a company dedicated to... To upgrading workforces through services, including training and coaching. Yes, please. The mission of all services is to improve levels of self-awareness, empathy, and communication in people so that they are happier in their personal lives and therefore more engaged and productive in work lives. You guys know why I'm bringing him here. I know you know. Even now, and especially now, where most are working remotely and workplace relationships and effective communication are vital— Scott's company is a manifestation of his personal passion of enabling people to improve their relationships, both with others and especially with themselves, when they weren't aware that that was even possible. It all began over 10 years ago after realizing that his lucrative IT consulting career was leaving him feeling empty inside, leaving that field for his heartfelt work. Hello. Hello. Are you guys as excited as I am to bring Scott Woodhill to the podcast? Let's do this. Scott, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Thank
1: you. Um, I never know quite how to answer that. Uh, There are always things that are going great and other things that are challenging, but overall, doing very well. Thank you.
0: Amazing. Amazing. I'm super excited you're here today. Can you give our listeners a little bit about your background and what drives you to do the work you do?
1: Yeah, sure. So when I was a kid, I didn't really, I started socializing kind of late because my mom let me decide if I was going to preschool or not. And I never really felt like I fit in with any groups. So growing up, I was always trying to figure people out, figure mm-hmm. out what they were, you know, how they thought and how they fit in when I didn't feel like I was. And I wasn't a misfit, but, you, you know, or considered a misfit or anything, but I, I just was never, I never had an identity that was part of any kind of group. So uh, any group. So fast forward to uh, adulthood, uh, I just was free to join any groups and be part of any cultures, including around the world, just by learning their language and learning about what makes people
0: tick. That's amazing. That is amazing. You know, as many times as we've talked, I did not realize that you got to choose when you went to preschool.
1: That's yeah. incredible. I'm not sure that that was, the, I mean, I wouldn't change anything now. sure. But- sure. Uh, based on one answer I gave one day when I cried, apparently, when my mom took me to this preschool for the first day, you know, that set the course for a lot of different experiences in my life.
0: Mm -hmm. I get it. So can we jump in to this topic that you're bringing today? Are you ready? Ready. Good. Awesome. So the first question that I have for you is, what is the presumption of grace? Well, it's...
1: It's funny because it's really so simple, but it's not simple to do because often we are reactive, especially in moments like, for me, it's when I'm driving
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and someone does something that I think is uh, thoughtless or or worse. Mm-hmm. My interpretation is that they either they don't care or that they get some kind of sick pleasure out of doing mm-hmm. it. And the presumption of grace is in every area of our lives, presuming that the person, uh, another person, is essentially uh, doing what they need to do to get their needs met and not intentionally doing, or maybe not even doing at all what we think they're doing, what our interpretation is Mm
2: -hmm. of
1: their actions. We're good at, we know why we do something. So if we color outside of the line, so to speak, We know why we did, and we're very good at rationalizing that behavior, too, Mm -hmm. and typically very quick to assign blame and assign um, negative thoughts and intentions to other people's actions. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. When oftentimes we really have no idea what's going on in their world.
1: That's the truth. We literally, almost all of the time, have no idea what's going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how are we contributing to the bad behavior of others?
1: If we keep going through life unconsciously, and I don't mean all the time being completely unconscious, but, you know, I, I know, I know these things. I know about the presumption, presumption of grace. I try to practice it
2: mm-hmm. but
1: like everyone else. I have routines. I, I, when I'm driving to the office, for example, I'm not, you know, I I can be just as reactive as anyone else. Uh Um, So just feeding the negativity of, uh, I I don't want to bring up politics a lot, but it's a perfect example of where people presume the worst of people they disagree with, typically, not everyone, but it's right now, it seems like that's a kind of low-hanging fruit and easy sure. to out.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: And, and participating in uh, conversations or especially if you have a wider reach online, participating in what, what doesn't work for the greater good of all of us um, by just continuing negativity. Um, I think that that's, that just gets more of what we don't want from other people.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Negativity feeds negativity. And I always say this too, reaction causes more reaction. Yeah. Literally, literally. What if someone else's behavior is actually bad?
1: Well, if it, if it is bad, uh, you know, I have a, I guess it's kind of a saying, only victims victimize people, right? Uh-huh. So. The worst behavior that we see in other people typically comes from, if not from some kind of condition, like if they have some kind of mental illness and they don't feel like they can control themselves mm-hmm. it's from uh, it's from pathways that they have in their brains that are triggered by events that that they likely grew up with,
2: mm-hmm.
1: whether it's abuse or whatever whatever framed their current state growing up, they, they can't, people do act badly sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And most often they're doing the best they can from their own reference point. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, absolutely, absolutely. How do we apply the presumption of grace to a workplace environment?
1: It's funny because when... We've all, even if you're an independent person now, we've all worked in uh, workplaces before. We've worked mm-hmm. on teams before it, for work, and we're just bringing ourselves, for the most part, into work. So whatever, whatever backgrounds we have, whatever life experiences we have, we may try to be on best behavior in the workplace. But if it's counter to the way you normally operate, over time the way you normally operate will come out,
2: uh-huh. how you
1: relate to other people, how you presume good or bad from other people. We project both positive and negative things onto other people. Uh-huh. And uh, in the workplace, you know, it makes all the difference of how much you're enjoying life because we spend so much time there.
2: uh hmm Uh-huh. uh-huh.
0: So I remember when I was in mortgage banking and I used to have this two-hour commute and I commuted on what we in California call the 405. It gets a title, the 405. And if anyone knows what the 405 is, it's insane. It is a freeway or some people call them highways that we drive to and from. And I think it's like five lanes of insanity, both ways. So I had this two-hour commute and you know, if it rained, Add double that commute. And I remember I would pull into the parking lot um of the bank and I would pull in and I would park. And before I got in to into the bank, into the department I worked with, <laughs> this was so silly because I really do believe our attitude generates our experience, right? And uh, sometimes I would be like, pulling into the parking lot, white knuckled and just super frustrated, this and that. And I just remember knowing this is not going to support the day, just not going to support the day. And so I would literally choose my attitude. What attitude? What's the one? What's the one? And oftentimes it would be something like, I'm grateful I get to come into work. I am grateful for the four five, right? And I would just keep saying it until, and I would kind of walk in and choose that was then this is now that was then this is now brand new moment of now what do i want my day to look like and it worked and there were times where i didn't and it didn't work it didn't work and then we just it's like we just kind of vomit what the the commute all over everybody else so unnecessary so unnecessary so when you said that i was like oh i can remember that and then you know everybody else and like we talked about before we don't really know what's on other people's plates so What's my contribution here? So good, Scott. Is presuming grace a mindset? It
1: is. And like any mindset, you really have to have the intention and, and the, the reason to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So if we, let's say we've got someone that we work with who always triggers us or always rubs us the wrong way, it's righteous indignation seems like it feels good, but it actually doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It raises our blood pressure. We think we're right and that they're wrong. That's sure. that's righteous indignation. It it feels like it's empowering, but it really is not. Uh, is that you know? Is righteous indignation the way you want to go into client meetings? Mm-hmm. Is it the way you want to go into a performance review with a a manager or with a direct report? If you are a manager, mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of poisonous to to the way we want to show up. Mm -hmm. If you have the, if you have the motivation to just be more at peace in general and be more of who you want to be, Mm -hmm. to show up as who you want to be, intending to have that mindset and doing whatever you can to have that mindset is really freeing. Mm
0: -hmm. Everyone listen to what Scott's saying. It's freeing it's freeing and and freeing is the opposite of free freedom is the opposite of victim it truly truly is and so we're in charge of our mindset nobody else is in charge of our mindset we get to we get to choose what that is and you guys have heard me say this before on other episodes before you even start the day thinking about what's my purpose today what am i up to today who requires me to be on my A game today, right? That's all those things that are helping us with our mindset as we as we move throughout the day and and we're in charge of that. And I love that like who essentially Scott what I'm hearing you say is who do I want to be when I go into a meeting with a client or a colleague or my boss or my team, whatever whoever they are, who do I want to be? And I'm in charge of that. Ooh, yeah, it's it great. And good.
1: It's funny how you started off this episode with taking a deep breath.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the things I have a, an intention to, you know, to breathe deeply and to be calm. And yet mm-hmm. when I go into the calm app, if you've ever used oh, the calm yes. app. Love that app. First thing it says is take a deep breath. And I'm like,
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah, I have <laughs> to do that all the time. Right. You know? It's a right. great reminder. Yeah. Breathing is good. Breathing is good. And a deep breath. I think a deep breath slows us down and has us be present. I love that. So I am curious why is this important to you personally? It just seems like, you know, how
1: society is, how um, our government responds to us, uh, mm-hmm. Congress and um, whoever's in the White House, all of that matters to our lives. Mm -hmm. And the more we participate in blame and being angry, the the worse things are all around for us, for our families, for the people we care about. And so in, in the workplace, we spend so much time with colleagues or on our teams that You know, we spend more time, it seems like we spend more time with people we work with than we do with our families in a lot of cases. So uh, it's all connected. Everything we do is connected. And I want more happiness for myself Mm -hmm. and for everyone else. And if we're, if more people presume more grace in others, we will be better as a society We will benefit more and others will benefit more, which is a positive, vicious cycle.
0: A positive, I love that. I don't know if I've ever heard that before. It's a positive, vicious cycle. Absolutely. I think that you and I align so much on that is that we do, we want to be happy. We want others to be happy. We want positivity and we can only do our part. We can do our part. And so I am personally grateful that you are in this world standing for that. Because I really, I agree. I think it's super important. I Super important. Yeah, absolutely. Where in society do you think the application of the presumption of grace is most important?
1: Well, it's, it's kind of a toss-up between politics, which again, you know, not politics themselves, but policy mm-hmm. and how our government does things uh, for us, uh, we're all affected by it. So it's important there, but again, we spend so much time working.
2: Uh-huh.
1: We spend so much time with us. Other- I think the application in the workplace has the most day-to-day impact uh-huh. lives. Uh-huh. And your, again, your own, uh, stress level or happiness level,
2: uh-huh.
1: um, Contributes to that of others, including mm-hmm. your family members, when you're home with them.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it does. 100%. I think about that a lot of times because I work from home and I run a business and a doggy daycare. Apparently, I have four dogs, which y'all have probably heard a little bit of them today and in other episodes. And, you know, when it's a particularly challenging day or something like that, I will sit and think about, again, who, who am I being when Ken comes home? Because I'm sure after his long day, he doesn't want to come home to me being like, rawr, rawr, rawr. and so I think that that's, it's, it's who, who am I being? What am I contributing? That is such an interesting question to ask ourselves. And where am I con- contributing to happiness and positivity? I think it's really important. Do you really think, because I'm sure there are some listeners wondering this, do you really think that the presumption of grace is possible on a wide, wide scale in society?
1: It's easy to be, it's easy to be pessimistic mm-hmm. just in light of the news stories we hear mm-hmm. that are real. These things are really happening where uh, it seems like people aren't getting along. And mm-hmm. yet, news stories are meant to be sensational. So we hear more about those things and less about uh, inspirational stories unless you go in search of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's possible. I also think that people, there needs to be more awareness uh, uh, of our interconnection
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and uh, of the possibility that, you know, that we can be that we can assume better things of other people's motives.
0: And one more question on that. How do we do that? Like, do you have a practice that you, that you work with your clients on with this, something you recommend?
1: Yeah. It's again, it's, it's easy and not easy, not Mm -hmm. easy only because it's not the way most of us are used to operating, Mm -hmm. but all it really takes—the easy part—is all it really takes is letting go. Okay. Letting go of needing to believe the thoughts we have about people, uh, the interpretations we have of people's actions, and and sure, there are some horrific things that we see. Uh-huh. Uh, hopefully, not in our own lives, but you know, we hear horrific stories about things that some people do to other people. But on a day-to-day basis, letting go of needing to be right. Yeah things mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. just isn't as
1: important as we think it is. Yep. And we can contribute to the happiness of others by ourselves being more self-aware and just letting go of needing to uh, yeah, be right and assign blame to everyone else.
0: I love that so much. I, I love that because, you know, we don't wake up in the morning and go, how many times can I be wrong today? We don't operate that way. And our worldview is right. Like we don't, <laughs> we're you have permission, you're right. And if you want to expand that, presuming the other person's worldview, you know what I'm saying? And their perspective. And being curious, I think that's one, too, that really helps is being curious about what instead of being right about what we think. And I don't know about you, but I can remember, especially back in my 20s, I don't know why this was a period in my 20s where I was certainly right. And I was up on a soapbox about it, (laughs) you know, and boy, did I get knocked down several times and found out that there is so much more to know. And I think that we're here to learn and grow and contribute. So we really get to let go of being right and really start to be curious about what somebody else is thinking. We don't have to agree, but we can be curious.
1: So great. Yeah. Great point. It's such a great point. And we, you know, everyone admits that if you were to ask someone directly, you know, are you right all the time? No one's going to say yes. I know. No, it's true. And yet it's often really hard for people to admit when they're wrong yeah or to even back down when maybe they suspect that they're wrong but yeah. just we don't have to know everything we don't have to be right about everything yeah. and it's okay
0: yeah it totally is okay totally is okay so scott i have a couple more questions are you up for them
2: uh-oh sure get
0: ready get ready this one's a good one i love this this is actually a fan favorite question what would you tell your younger self starting out?
1: Hmm. In my exploration as a kid into where I fit in, I tried to agree too much with other people or tried to be too much the way I thought other people wanted me to be,
0: mm-hmm. other kids
1: wanted me to be. And it wasn't until gosh, I I wish I could say early adulthood, but that was when I started to change. It wasn't until adulthood when I realized the more I just be myself or be true to myself, um, the more positive reaction I get from other people Mm. instead of just agreeing or instead of trying to be the way they are. Um, But it was, it wasn't an easy transition. It's, it, in that case, it's not just a mindset. It's like I had been operating uh, in that way for so long. I had to ask myself, what is, then who am I? What, what do I actually want? You know, what is my opinion on this? Mm-hmm. So I remember that being kind of a, a difficult struggle as a young adult. So I would just tell myself, it, you don't have to be anything or anyone else.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Boy, I bet. I know, same, same, same. It was always like on a pursuit of who am I supposed to be versus who am I, who am I? And really accepting that. I think acceptance when we're younger is super important, super important. So that is such a great message. I love that. I am curious, what is coming up next in your business?
1: Well, in March... We are promoting the employee engagement survey plus Uh that we offer. Um, The offer in March is a money back guarantee. Now, it's the way it relates to what we're talking about is getting to know what people are really thinking, what is what they how valued they're feeling in their organization and uh, how much they feel a part of their team. Uh, how supported they feel, and so on. So it's, you know, it's asking them the right questions and giving all of the insights to the one who uh, brings us in to do the, the employee engagement survey. So the workforce takes it, but the insights go to the decision makers who can change the culture, even if they don't have a lot to do, just change it in some way to make it, better for everyone that's there. And of course, that affects the level of productivity and Mm -hmm. can reduce turnover, which is very expensive for companies. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's just one of the ways that I channel my, what's important to me into a service for companies.
0: Amazing. Amazing. So how can our listeners get in touch with you?
1: The easiest way right now is to go to WoodhillSolutions.net. Okay, uh, that's where all the magic starts, mm-hmm. and I try to make everything real succinct and and make it clear what we do and what we offer and what the benefits are.
0: Mm-hmm. You are doing amazing, amazing work in your organization. So I really encourage you guys keep the conversation going with Scott and visit his website, see what he does, and then take him up on the work that he does because he is really amazing. And I really have enjoyed hearing your thoughts on the presumption of grace. That was fascinating. And I think it's super refreshing super refreshing. So thank you so much for being here today, having this important conversation on the presumption of grace. I really, really trust that listeners will take away that take time to pause and that we're in charge of our mindset and that it is possible. It is actually possible to have this in our society. Not always easy, not always super simple, and the power to let go. And boy, I thought, like, as soon as you said that, I felt lighter. Like, it really is about letting go of being right. And it's really about being in relationship, truly, truly. So that's amazing. And congratulations on all you've achieved with your organization. It's so fantastic. And I just love your passion and your wisdom. And I love the conversations we get to have. So There'll be more, just saying. So thank you, Scott, so much for being here.
1: Well, thank you, Kelly. Always a pleasure talking with you.
0: Absolutely. We have a good time. So you guys, I trust that there were some amazing nuggets that you can pull away and use. And again, remember, you can reach out to Scott. I will have his information in the show notes. They will also be on my website. So please remember, we have a choice to lead our life Or follow our circumstances. And life is really about knowing our passions, our purpose, our values, and creating an impact in your life and the lives of others who emerges from taking the lead in their lives. They're going to be authentic, vulnerable, courageous, and they're going to take the lead in meeting people where they are. They're going to have that presumption of grace and do that work to let go of being right and creating an environment of trust, an environment of happiness, an environment of positivity. How cool is that? And we're one person. It starts with us and we get to create that that ripple effect. There really is a ripple effect when we do that. So remember, we get to trust that more is going to be revealed as we move forward. So please take a pause let go of worry, let go of doubt, and live fully the best version of yourselves. Yes, please. Let's do that. So thank you for listening today and for more resources. And if you have any questions, and remember, I will have Scott's information on the website. Please visit kellyjmobeck.com and please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review, share this with the people in your life so that we all get on that same page together and take the lead. Have a great week ahead. And if it is not shaping up the way you want it to, take the lead and create a fantastic one. I'll talk with you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Be Honest Before We Start Pretending. For more resources on taking the lead in your life,